Hello there, you bunch of smashers. Mickey Noonan here. Welcome to the Standard Issue Gigcast. In this episode, me and Hannah Dunleavy had a fucking marvellous time with Desiree Birch, Joe Caulfield and only bloody Jennifer Saunders. Hold me, I'm still swooning. We talked about cat wrangling, Neapolitan poo, whether there are actually any women in history and how easy it is to get chewing gum stuck in your pubes. This episode was recorded in front of a live audience at Leicester Square Theatre in London. We've got a whole bunch of gigs coming up with excellent women, including Rachel Paris, Vicky McClure, Lucy Mangan, Shazia Mirza, Gemma Whelan and Nigella Lawson. And we recently announced our Manchester show on May the 20th at the Lowry, featuring Julie Hesmanhall and Lou Conran. That's right, a gig in the north, where I'm from, so I'll know everyone there. Ticket information is available from the Standard Issue section of Sarah's website, which you'll find at sarahmillican.co.uk forward slash standard hyphen issue. Little bit of admin. Please remember to rate, review and subscribe to all of our podcasts on iTunes. And if you enjoy what we do, it really helps us if you can spread the joy. Maybe do a tweet, share us on Facebook, put a poster in your front window or write a letter to your local MP. Or, you know, just tell your pals and give us five stars on iTunes. If you're interested in advertising with us, we'd love to hear from you. Please email us at admin at standardissuemagazine.com. And remember, you can visit our archive of articles at standardissuemagazine.com. Follow us at Standard Issue UK on Twitter and find us on Facebook and Instagram, where we are trying hard to be down with the kids. Everything you hear is just our opinions, so don't get your pants in a dance. Right, admin done. Enjoy the show. We certainly did. Standard Issue for all women. Welcome to the Standard Issue Podcast. <laughs> Should we do some introductions? Yes. Do you want to go first? No, you can go first, Hannah. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm Hannah Dunleavy. I am one of the writers, presenters, producers uh, of the uh, Standard Issue Podcast. And a random fact about myself. If you've come to loads of these, you'll know I'm running out of random facts. <laughs> I am, um, when I, back when I did stand-up comedy, I had a car crash on the way to a gig and I got taken off in an ambulance and I had written all of my material on my hand because it was like a new material gig and the guy that was like putting the oxygen mask on said to me, can I ask why you've got paedophile written on your hand? <laughs> <laughs> and I just went, and, yeah, threw up, I think. Which is exactly what a paedophile would say. Yeah. Well, although I'm pretty sure Pitfall wouldn't, like, just mark themselves up, you know. <laughs> Desiree? Oh, yeah, that's me. Uh, hi, uh, I'm Desiree Birch, uh, comedian, performer, writer, person. Um, I feel like all of the facts about me are random, but so it's hard to think about something that's, like, funny. Uh, the first thing that comes to mind, it's not very funny. Uh, I, uh, among other things, am uh, one of those people who's an ordained minister. Uh, wow. Because, yes, I, so if anyone wants to get married, I can do that. Um, which is, yeah, so I've done like, quite a few, basically some friends wanted to get married and they wanted to do that thing where they're like, we don't want any religion. And I was like, okay, why? Do, okay, fine. So I like went through the whole process, signed up, paid, went down to City Hall in New York, like signed the big book. And I've like married lots of couples, including like a gay protest wedding before gay marriage was legal in the States um, that we did. But it was actually uh, a gay man and a gay woman getting married to each other because they're like this is how futile the whole like institution is if we can do this and not what we actually want to do um so it's pretty fun to just like be there at someone's day and like find out stuff about them and like make it all beautiful and their parents are like so like what church do you preach at <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> no <laughs> that's 
really impressive. Yeah, it's pretty fun too. I've done a, I've done a funeral. I'm available for funerals <laughs> if anybody. <laughs> I'd give a bar mitzvah for a bash. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> Joe. Uh, well, on the same theme then, I could also hook you up if you want something more traditional, uh, like a Catholic wedding. I could hook you up. And you wouldn't have to be very Catholic because it would be my brother and he'd go, all right, if they're your friends. Uh, my, brother, <laughs> my brother is a Catholic priest, which is really weird. And he'll, but he sort of says, well, it's, it's interesting because we're both in the sort of same line of work. You know? <laughs> and like he'll say, he says, when I'm doing a sermon, I can feel sometimes they're going away and I've got to put a joke in, you know. <laughs> Jesus loved comedy. He did. <laughs> Jennifer? Oh, I'm Jennifer Saunders, and I once got chewing gum stuck in my pubic hair. Oh. <laughs> it's very easy to do. It's... <laughs> it wasn't funny at the time. That's all I, have to say. <laughs> so I just was on the loo. Spat the chewing gum, I thought, into the loo, but it landed in my pants. I walked around a whole day. <laughs> it took me a week with tiny nail scissors to oh, remove yeah. it. Did you not try putting it in the freezer? <laughs> <laughs> Just slather peanut butter on it. <laughs> Jesus, that is a hard one to follow, isn't it? <laughs> I'm Mickey Noonan and I am one third of the Standard Issue podcast team and I am fairly convinced that the phrase blood, sweat and tears was coined by a woman struggling with a new moon cup. Oh, yeah. My mate went... people don't know no, what that is. No. <laughs> My mate said, the thing you're doing there, mate, that's wrong is you're wrestling with it. Just pop it up the old vagina. <laughs> I was like, thanks. That was mansplaining 101. Yeah. <laughs> Let's start in time on and fashion with uh, what always makes you laugh. Let's start with Joe. Oh, oh well. Um, I panicked and had a hot sweat. And- <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll say because I thought of it because uh, Jennifer Saunders was on the show and I thought immediately of the sketch that, and, and I did it to Jennifer, which probably she's like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, not again, and that's not the words. Um, <laughs> But it was one. You remembered me, it though. I, I did didn't. because I did it. Some of me and my friends used to do it all the time, and it was the, the schoolgirls, and they'd be on the school trip, and they were in the back of the bus, and one of them had, and I think it was started my love of alcohol, and one of them <laughs> had a miniature bottle of something, you know, so that much alcohol, and they were sipping it, and then they would, and then they would, as soon as they would have a sip, oh, it makes me laugh so much. Even just <laughs> think about it, it's so fucking funny. So they'd have a little sip, and then it was, I think it was your character would go, uh, oh, I'm really drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just so innocent and gorgeous that they would like have a sip, and go, oh, and that thing of when you, you want to be naughty at that age, and you know, and go and have a fag, and go, <laughs> You know, like, and then you'd sort of have a fag and go, oh, I'm drunk and I must be pregnant as well, you know. Just. So those sketches always make me laugh. We were all really cool backstage, weren't we? Because um, Hannah and I did a similar thing to Jennifer as well. I was like, Guns N' Roses are one of my favourite bands. <laughs> but whenever I think of November Rain, I think of you and Dawn. <laughs> and what was yours, Hannah? It's a Dangerous Liaisons uh, sketch behind the fans. Can't watch oh. Dangerous Liaisons. I didn't oh. say mine, but mine is the um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> the train's pulling out. I'm going to run for it. Um, is the uh, the Gone with the Wind one where you stop and you're trying to do the, you're like, how are you? Like do it. And I was just like, that's exactly what we, it was, to, uh, I have a friend and I, and we just constantly quote that to each other. It's so much fun. You, you do have an, now we're talking about Jennifer, you do have an uncanny way of looking like everyone that you're doing an impersonation oh, of. Oh, just is... good makeup. I have a, I'm a blank page, I think. <laughs> and I have great makeup. What, what never fails to make you laugh? <laughs> I don't know. Um, It'd be really nice if you said uh, We all Caulfield have to say something nice about Joe <laughs> Desiree, being here this evening. Um, <laughs> oh, just anyone falling over makes me laugh. Yeah. Uh, you know, and if they hurt themselves, it's even funnier somehow. Yes. I, I just old find people, old falling, people falling over, over is always funny. Yeah. Desiree? Um... I, well, gum in the pubic hair, pretty good. Um, I have to say that. But um, yeah, I think, sorry, this is going to sound way more meta and very, very self-centered. But um, whenever I find that like time has made me the um, asshole I thought I would never be, like any time in my life where I'm like, well, I'm never going to do that. Or like, look at those old people, blah, blah, blah. And then suddenly, <laughs> I, you know, suddenly I'm the person who's like, the music's so loud in this bar. Like, and I recognize, like, you know, because the whole thing about humor is there's this like, sort of like, you know, uh, there's like a, a reality, like an acceptance of like, oh, this is truth. And I'm very aware of this in this moment. And like, when I have that awareness of like, oh, I'm becoming everything like I've ever pointed my finger at. It's like really fun. To me, <laughs> well, happens to everyone. Yeah. Like that. yeah, My daughter managed to tweet a picture taken in my house of me <laughs> trying to read my phone with glasses on and a magnifying glass. <laughs> 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 it was not pretty, and <laughs> it was awful. She thought it's it when was younger, funny. Yeah, when know. younger people see the size of your text as well, it's <laughs> quite a thing. They're like, Jesus! Because <laughs> you can make it huge. It's great. Yes. Yeah. And me, what makes me laugh, yeah. uh, basically any situation where it would be entirely inappropriate to laugh, is, is what happens. Yeah, just funerals, you know, death, and the hospitals, things like that. I am not... Oh, a couple, a couple of years ago, I was quite poorly, and my um, my dad ended up taking me to casualty, which I had decided was like not going to happen. And he was like, "No, you're probably sick. Get in the car." And um, we were sitting in casualty for ages, and you know when they put you in the beds, and there's only really a curtain separating you from the person like next door to you, so you can hear literally everything that's going on in there. And the doctor came in and said to the guy that was in there, um, "Can I ask what the problem is?" And he said, "This morning I had a poo, and it was two different colours." <laughs> And my dad and I just like, oh, no, must, must laugh, but they can hear us. So, yeah, other people's misfortune, yeah. I don't know what it was like, because I kept thinking, my dad was like, what is it, like a fucking nap? What's that ice cream called? Neapolitan. <laughs> Neapolitan. Yeah. Yeah. Guys on a Neapolitan bow, I can't not laugh at that. I I'm, sometimes laugh at how, how miserable I can be because I don't like a lot of things that people like, and I wish I did, but things that are meant to be fun, and my husband will always look at me and goes, oh, you're going to hate this, aren't you? And I start laughing because it makes me laugh because I know it'll be something. We went on this, oh, went on a, a tour. It was, like, it was raining in Miami, and we're going, oh, well, what can we do? Well, we'll go on that tour thing, which is an amphibious tour. Have you seen those ones? I think they do the one in London. <coughs> yeah. And when you get on, I suddenly went, oh, no, the guy's going to be fun. I hate him. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, and what was worse, he was British, and I thought, oh, they think you're funny, but I know you're not. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And he was wearing a Hawaiian shirt and he was all like fun. And as we got on, he was being, had a fun greeting for everyone. And they're Americans, so they like fun, you know. <laughs> so they were going, oh, he's great, you know. <laughs> you do like fun better than us. You do, you're good at it. We're not. Like, hey, how are you doing today? We're like, oh, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Got a hangover, just fucking tone it all down. <laughs> But you have to understand, we do that because in our heads we're just going, oh, fuck, fuck everyone, fuck up. Hi! Hi. Never yeah. let them see who you really are. Yeah. <laughs> you put up a big old front, that's good. But I this, like, what, part of the thing was, on the tour, you all had to go quack, quack oh. when it went into the water. Adults, there wasn't any children on this. <laughs> it was mostly people over 45. And then he was looking, and there was just me and my husband. He's from Aberdeen. He's very doer. And we were the only ones just sitting there. Everyone was going, quack, quack. And we were just going, oh, fuck right. Uh, <laughs> quack, quack. But it made me, at the same time, I was laughing, because I was thinking, they'll think I'm such a monster. What is wrong with those people? Why aren't they enjoying it? It's fun. You just go, quack, quack. It's great fun. Why did you do it? <laughs> just, why did we go like, on the thing? Why? Because it did go on. It did go on water, and there were some bits of it I wanted to go to. All right. Okay. And also, it was raining, and I couldn't go to the beach. So I thought sometimes it's nice to force yourself to do things you know you'll hate. <laughs> I think it's the Catholic upbringing that makes <laughs> me do things like that. As long as you feel guilty about it as yeah, well. Yeah. yeah. I went on one in Washington and uh, quite recently, and the woman that was doing it, I'm absolutely convinced she'd just been sacked and it was her last one. <laughs> because she got on and she was just like, we went past the Senate and she was like, yeah, that's where all the idiots are. <laughs> and then we like, go past the White House and she was like, I won't give him the finger. <laughs> and I was like, she is either really drunk or literally this is her last day. She was, she, she was loads of fun because a lot of Americans were like, was this was this post Trump? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. this was about May. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to say what makes me laugh is my mum because she keeps like the older she gets, the more nonsense she's coming out with. So the other day she started seeing this bloke for some reason. She was cleaning his bathroom. I don't know. <laughs> so it's another discussion. Um, but she said to me, she went, "Oh, his rim was filthy." <laughs> <laughs> I had to go at it with a toothbrush. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> and then my granddad's quite ill he's in hospital and we're all sat around the hospital room and I realised that stuff that my mum has taught me is fact is bullshit like phrases I thought were just like everyone uses this phrase it's just something that my mum said so one of her favourites is if you kind of do that she'll go oh itchy bum surprise to come <laughs> <laughs> what like worms I don't know <laughs> itchy bum surprise to come <laughs> yeah and then so I questioned her on it and she just went, oh, you know, she said, and then she went, the closer the bum, the more the fun. I'm like, are you just, are you just rhyming things and then selling it to She's me as fuck? obsessed, your mum. One yeah. up the bum, no harm done. Is that one of her? <laughs> Have you one met my mum? One your mum's a granny. She'll like that one. <laughs> I think we'll get on very well. <laughs> I, I'm setting that up and recording it. So on the flip side, I would like to know what never fails to make you angry. Oh, and I'm going to start with Desiree. Um, uh, capitalism never fails to make me angry. 
No, that's like a big thing to take on, but I just feel that whenever I'm investigating anything that is, um, you know, uh, whatever, uh, <laughs> racist, sexist, um, you know, just uh, suppressing of poor people, of anybody with a different body, whatever, it all boils back down to, you know, uh, suppression through money and capitalism. And it like, you know, you follow the money and you're like, oh, it's the money. Like, that's the problem. I mean, whatever. It's not like I'm uh, eschewing money in any of my life, but it's something that the more I look into an issue, it always kind of comes back to that. And it always sort of goes like, yeah, well, what did you expect? And then it makes me angry. And then I feel kind of disempowered because I'm like, well, what the hell am I going to do about that? You know, I can sense the anger. I feel like I've woken the beast. <laughs> I'm Meanwhile, I've stolen crikey. all of your wallets. <laughs> I'm going to change my answer after that. I was going to say small dogs with ribbons. But... <laughs> No, say it, because mine is very trivial as well. <laughs> I think that, that affects people a lot more, maybe, in their day-to-day. -day. I've misread the tone yet again. <laughs> Joe, what makes you angry? Well, I, oh, I get so angry all the time at all sorts of things, because it's quite a pleasure, I enjoy it. Um, but sometimes it is, and I had it today when I came in to do this thing, because before this show... Um, Ed Miliband was doing a podcast and it angered me immediately <laughs> because I, he makes me angry because I think he fucked up the Labour Party and uh, I am a Labour Party supporter and if, like, if you hadn't been so stupid as to think that you could ever fucking leave the party <laughs> then we would be in a better position and it should have been your brother, right? Um, <laughs> so the fact, when I saw him and he seemed a perfectly nice man and I'm sure he is, right? But I just saw him and I could see him. He's got that politician thing where he's, as soon as he sees someone, he's going to be nice to you. So he was getting oh, ready to be nice to me. And I just turned away like, fuck off. <laughs> but I, just, I just got angry and thought, I'm not going to talk to you. I know you're Ed Billiman, but I'm going to act like I don't even know who you are. I'm just going to look <laughs> through you as though I've never read a newspaper or, or seen anything. And I get irrationally angry about things like that. He said but the world is designed to make you angry now because yeah. it's coming at you all the time on Twitter and Facebook and there's angry people there to make you angry mm. about. And then I get angry just about them. And they're yeah. angry about myself getting angry. So it's everywhere. But what yeah. makes me mainly angry is people asking if you're all right. <laughs> That's all. I just, you know, in you're a right. restaurant. Oh, yeah, I see. You're right. Hate you. Uh, they <laughs> and if they say in a hun restaurant, as well. Are you all right? Is everything all right here? Mm. Go, if it wasn't fucking all right, I would have told you it wasn't all right. Leave me alone. Yeah, that's Just a whole new thing. leave me alone. Again. Don't come over. Don't fill up my wine glass. I'll do it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> More often than you will. <laughs> You know, just leave me alone. Yeah, it's that hovering around you. Oh. And it's the same thing in shops now. Clearly, they, and I feel sorry oh, for yes. the staff because they've been told to do it. Uh, it's not that they jump on you immediately. What they do now is they try, they, hover. they have a mindless conversation. Oh, oh. They come up, I had it. I was in All Saints, which I shouldn't go in. I don't, often don't understand the clothing very well. <laughs> no, it's asymmetrical. Yeah, so I was, <laughs> it's very I was already going, oh, mistake, leave, yeah. abort the mission. And then one said, they just come up to you and she just went to me. She goes, so you're just like shopping and chilling. Uh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. I, oh, I don't want to say one. Yes, I am. Clearly, I'm shopping. I'm in a shop. What is this fucking catchphrase or something? Say what oh. you see. <laughs> But also chilling. Who? Who? Chilling. What? I mean, 
I would have killed myself with the nearest sharpest object if I'd been the sort of person who'd gone, yeah, just chilling, you know. <laughs> Also, there's nothing chill. Like you, you don't chill and shop at the same time. When no. I go to shop, I'm just like punching my way through people who are oblivious. Like there are like three things in here I can fit. Just let me get to them. No chilling. There. Actually, oh. I hate shopping. I think shopping yeah. would be the thing that makes me really angry. There's just yeah. like every single level of shopping. Even oh. the fact that most floors in shops are really staticky. And I'm a really staticky person and I can't touch stuff without... It's like the shop is rejecting me. It, I it love actually, shopping, but I want, like, I want to be left alone. I One of my favourite things is to read face creams <laughs> in department stores. You know, I'm at, you know, oh, Auntie, what will I do? I'll be plumper and firmer. Right, what does this one give me? Right. But they won't leave you alone. No. I'm just, I'm just, I find it relaxing Ugh. to read them. And they won't, they're like, oh, can we help you? And they come at you with their face done. And you're like, oh, no. <laughs> I might end up like that. So, <laughs> no. A woman at the till the other day, I was buying, actually bu managed to buy something. And she went, successful day. Yeah. <laughs> Set the bar so low. Successful day. World peace and a new bra. Yeah. <laughs> it's just mindless. It is. It's the mindlessness of it. And you don't even know what to say. Yes. And they don't, they, you know that they don't want to talk to you, but they've got to. I they've know, told them awful. to. Stop. It's very un-British. You're right. Suit I say, us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> what are you doing leave, after I'll this? i just leave if they talk yeah. to me. Oh, none of your business. Oh. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> we like to be grumpy shoppers. Yeah. I go like once a year and I buy everything I might think I need. Like, like oh, best buy something smart in case I have to go to a funeral or court or something. Best, best buy something. Best buy something moderately like dressy in case I get invited to a wedding and then just some clothes and then never go back for a year. It's the way forward with shopping. It's an optimistic view of the year, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Funeral, funeral court, court case and other things. <laughs> I, uh, well, to be fair, the court case was that uh, I used to be a local newspaper reporter rather than I um, thought oh, I might get taken to court. court. But you never know. <laughs> um, but yeah, come from a big family, so a lot of weddings, a lot of funerals, you know, it's bound to be one in, in a year. <laughs> I um, made myself a cup of coffee this morning and then when I went to put the milk in it, there was none left. I am still fucking livid. Yeah. <laughs> it's the worst. Who put the empty container back in? I live on my own. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. That is the most angering of all. I am. Um, I need milk before I go home. Are this you writing? Are you writing pedophile? I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm writing that down. Do you feel in uh, the position that you're in, you know, and also as women, any particular responsibility to be a role model? Let's start with Desiree. Um. I'm starting to a little bit more. I mean, uh, you know, basically no one's known who the fuck I am for so many years. I was like, well, who gives a shit, you know? But I think that uh, between, uh, you, you know, working as a performer, whether it's in theater or in stand-up, and also I did a lot of education work uh, as a day job before, you know, I was able to do comedy. And um, there was a lot of, I mean, for obvious reasons, there was a lot of, like, it's so important for them to see, you know, like an intelligent black woman in this position doing these things. And, you know, like, it's nice to be reminded that you're intelligent and like you're black because you could forget that and it might be at the wrong time you know you need to know that in this situation but like it's you know it, it, 
at first, it, it, I mean, it does feel a little bit odd when everyone's telling you, like, you know, just you being here is so important. Um, but, you know, I, I can't deny the fact that it is. I didn't grow up with people like me to for me to see. So I can see how that might be important for other people like me to come. And so um, I, I want to feel it a little bit more because I feel like it would make me act better like as a grown person like I don't have kids so I have no reason to ever like fix my shit like I could just you know like I could be a degenerate forever and I would be like she's so fun and then I like drop dead at 57 they're like she was great sad you know so like you know like and I'm kind of like okay I need to like get my stuff in order but like usually people do it because there is a responsibility and they're like okay I'm gonna get my act together but like not in the profession I'm in so I I want to try to take that on a little bit more but without all of the worry about how is everyone seeing every single thing I'm doing because I couldn't have gotten to where I am by thinking that way. Good Good answer. answer. Mm. (laughs) Joe? I think you can set out to be a role model. I don't think that happens. I think you either are or you aren't. Mm. And um, I would like to have been more of a rebel (laughs) and behaved a lot worse. Um, There's still time, Jennifer. I know there is still time, actually. Do you not? I could, I could, but I think I'm just genetically not that type. And um, so I'm quite sensible, generally. You look um, so disappointed. I'm with so that. disappointed. <laughs> I'm constantly disappointing myself with how not bad I am. And, uh, what is the worst? Are you like Theresa May? Would you run through a field of wheat? Yeah. Oh, I'd love to. I'd be, that'd be mad, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that would be mad. No, I'm just not very bad. I pick up other people's litter. I mean, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just not bad. Um, What's the worst thing you've ever done? What's the most oh, rebellious thing you've oh, ever no, done? I, can't, I actually can't say. Especially That's... after you've just said, you know. Yeah. There's a legal yeah. injunction. There might be other people. <laughs> um, I, no, I'm just not. But I think as far as role models go, I think you either are or you aren't. I, I think you, you can, can live your life being one or trying to be one. Oh, what an asshole that would that be. That would be, you'd yeah. be such a twat. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, that was the end. Sorry. I thought, I thought yeah. Joe was. I, that was the end then. I thought Joe was. I ended in. on twat. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, um, I uh, agree with Jennifer that it's, uh, and I would say this uh, that I would look at you as a role model because you were just always somebody who worked, always did the work, and were always very good. And I think that's the only thing you do is you concentrate on that. And then if people like what you do and then they go, oh, that I saw you, you, some, you, and as a woman, I think if they see, people just want to see you being good at it, mm. whatever it is you do, and then going, oh, great, look, there's a woman being good at it. I could do that. I'm not a role model in terms of career path um, because I kind of drifted endlessly for years doing terrible jobs and being in bands and not being good. Um, and before I kind <laughs> oh, of found- your life. Found, found comedy and then went, oh, I think, I think this, maybe I could do this. Yeah. You guys should totally do a buddy, like, road trip movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's just so perfect. And you're like, you know, make her good. And you're like, ah, no. <laughs> Don't drive the car off the cliff, though. Stay. Hannah. Yeah, right. Like, anyone thinks that I would be in any way role model-ish. People sometimes ask me how I get into gen- got into journalism, and I was like, don't. There's just a, there is a path that you follow, and the path I followed is not the right way forward. I wouldn't what recommend. What was that path? Oh, uh, I dropped out of university, and then I met someone who was quite helpful and suggested, <laughs> suggested that I went into uh, into journalism and offered me a job, and I went that way. But yeah, no, not at all. I don't think that's. Um, 
I suppose people are nice enough to say nice things about Standard Issue, and I think, yeah, that's we do do a thing that there was a need for. We'll do, won't it? Yeah. Don't, don't do what I do. Do as you say. Yeah. No, don't do that either. Uh, my, 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 my goddaughter said to me yesterday, why do you smoke? And just, she's asked me this before. Why do you smoke? She's like seven. And I was like... Pfft. I said, uh, adults are really complicated people. And she went off for a bit. She came back and she said, Dad says you're right. <laughs> when Hannah and I had our first Skype meeting of the year, so we have like FaceTime and we chat about standard issue... Uh, she said to me, have you got any resolutions? And I was like, no, no, I'm not, not really into resolutions. I went, what about you, mate? She went, yeah, I've given up smoking. I'm like, you are literally smoking a fag <laughs> as we are having this conversation. I've given up up here. <laughs> um, That's the main battle, give up up here. Yeah, you're doing really well, mate. Yeah. Um, I've got, like, the last year, like, loads of my mate's kids have decided that I'm anti-Mickey, which is great because I'm a big toy and that's fun. And I was like, oh, God, don't, don't look at me as a role model. I'm a prick. I can't even get milk in for my coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. I don't but, think people... Do people think of people as role models? I think it's I just a media so. thing. I think people... women get kind of put up on that pedestal a lot more than men. Because it's like when one woman does something good, it's like, oh, my God, a woman did yeah, something good. Yeah, but again, good. I think that's just a media thing that people go, oh, this is yeah, a role so model. Like and the only women who want footballs. to be role models are, you know, mental people like Ivana <laughs> Trump and things yeah. like that. And, <laughs> Ivanka, you know, people who you go, you're not a role model, you're terrible. But yeah. they go, well, I, I'm a role model to lots of women. But, but there, go, oh. there is, I think there is, a, there is a pressure on women to behave in a certain way. And if they don't, then it's, oh, well, you're not putting out a very good message for young women. And you're like, yeah, you don't say the same about men. men. Too, as well, doesn't it? Yeah. All those footballers that, yeah. you know, sleep with someone or drink or go to a party. You yeah, know, they're supposed to be role models. You know. Sorry, I love that I Jennifer was racking her brain for the most rebellious <laughs> thing that someone could go to a party. party. <laughs> well, no, but that's as, that's, as, that's as bad as it's got to be to break the role model thing yeah. for a young yeah. football. Littering. It some doesn't have to be well. very bad. Yes, because it was, it wasn't it, Jack? Well, he had a fag. He just had a he fag. Had one fag or he went and to, was insane. you know, a drink or something. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like really they have tougher than I do. but it's uh, interesting that you kind of bring that up because it does then read like very subtle respectability politics for women you know that lowers kind of like well this is the way that you're supposed to act but we're going to make it seem like a prize and something that you want that is sort of curtailing your uh expression and your freedom because yeah i guess with the role model thing it's one of those aspects of your identity that other people have to decide like you can't you know like there's so much of you that you can be and then there's some of you that you have absolutely no control over because it's about how many people are looking at you and deciding what you are so there's something that's kind of cool and communal about that and something that's like this life is a prison but i usually all of my math usually comes back to this life is a prison i'm a really dark individual inside Uh. So, obviously, you're doing all right in your careers. They're going all right. Are you all right? <laughs> Leave um, her alone. Stop talking to her. You just chill. Um, no, but if you could do any other job, any job at all, what would you do? And I'm going to oh. start with Jennifer. Oh, any other job? Any other job. If I really could do a job. <laughs> if you could do a job if I actually what you mean like if I went back I got all the qualifications whatever you like mate oh, I'd got be some kind of scientist some kind of like atomic scientist or something like that that's what I'd like to have done yeah yeah but I wouldn't I'm not brainy enough and I haven't got the application 
doesn't matter in this but world. But that seems like a really exciting field to be in. They're really rebellious as Exploration well. Exploration in science, that's the best thing. Oh, cool. Joe? It's not funny, but it's, it's I think, probably the best. Joke. I've got a slight fantasy about myself in that I... Th I think it's the most useful thing that I could do as well. Um, to, I would be a nurse um, because I think that is the most useful thing you can be. But I also, you know, I'm picturing myself as a nurse. I'm not, it's not completely... Are you in a carry-on film is all Not a carry-on, but I see myself, um, you know, in a lot of dramas and helping people and, and people going, oh, she's really the best nurse there ever was, you know. <laughs> So I'm always sort of putting myself in the position, like I would like to be that, you know, a selfless person. And you think to be a nurse is such an amazing thing. That's why, you know, when there is any like famous people who are going, well, I really want to help people. I go, well, stop acting and retrain as a nurse. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, yeah. right? Because you, you're, you're being disingenuous. So I would train as a nurse, but I would also be like, the star nurse <laughs> in the ward in that I would be the loveliest and people go, oh, and she's always got a smile and that. Which, considering how bad-tempered and angry I am most of the time, I would probably be awful. But I did have a sort of fantasy about, no, I think I would like to be a nurse. And people go, well, it was, I got through my terrible illness. There was this marvellous nurse there <laughs> who was always cheery and had a laugh, you know. So I would like that, but it's very hard work. So... And yet, I think you have to get up in the morning sometimes. <laughs> so if I didn't do that and did something else, I would quite like, and again, totally unsuited for, because I'm very frightened of horses. <laughs> but um, I always thought I'd like to be, um, do show jumping. Because <laughs> I really like the outfit a lot. <laughs> I like the hairnet thing. <laughs> The hat, the jodhpurs, the boots, everything. You could just be a dominatrix and not have to do any horse stuff. Oh, I don't want, oh, I don't like that sort of thing. Oh. No, I'm very prudish. I don't like to give men any sort of pleasure. They, I wouldn't, no. The idea of that, I'm just like, no, you whip yourself. I'm not doing that. No, not at all. No, I'd like to be on the horse. But the last time I went on a horse, I was absolutely, it was like a pony. Uh, it was in China. It was really weird. And we were huge and the ponies were tiny. <sighs> and it felt cruel. Um, <laughs> but I was still frightened. I was still frightened. I thought, oh, it just feels a bit high up, even though my feet were practically touching the ground. <laughs> but the outfit is great, isn't it? Yeah, could just wear the outfit, Paul. Just get the outfit. Yeah, Wander around people... the house. Do it on stage. Wear, wear the jodhpurs. <laughs> if I could think of a good excuse for wearing them, I would wear them. Fuck excuses. But I see, I'm all worried, worried because people think I'm a dominatrix. But it's not about <laughs> that. It's not about that. I don't know what it's about, but it sounds lovely. Yeah. Desiree? Um, I think it would be something in science too. Like, um, I was speaking to a friend last night and she says that her brother in law is, uh, and I'd never heard of this as a career, um, a forensic uh, neurosurgeon. So he figures out how people oh, died from their brains. Wow. Right? Yes. It's so, like, you know, so you're dealing with people at their best, totally <laughs> silent, unable to <laughs> just. Shut it down. You know, but you're also like, you know, you get to kind of go into an entirely different world that like exists in here. Oh, so there's either like, it would either be something like that going inward or like something mm -hmm. like being an astrophysicist or something so that I could like look at space that way. So it's like either that or that. 
Amazing. Yeah. Hannah? Oh, forensics. Oh. Yeah. Forensics. Yeah. Jennifer's that, face whole was so thing. priceless yes. through that. Oh, yeah. I love that idea. Yeah. I didn't even know that was a thing you could do. I've it's recently like... become obsessed with Vera. Who's yes. watching Vera? Yes. <laughs> I started watching the latest series. I've gone back two series already. I'm in a play and I watch it literally in the interval. And I'm just... <laughs> And I'm just, I'm obsessed. So anything to do with forensics and science, oh. But also the brilliant Or Vera. Thing, that is a bit, yeah. The thing brilliant about Vera, me and my mum were watching the other night, except we did go, God, she takes a long time to solve the crimes, doesn't she? It was like, well, no, you can actually buy it and cut out the adverts. Oh, you we see. were watching it on telly going, uh, oh. I know. But I love the fact that clearly Vera... That's normally a grumpy old man part, isn't it? Mm. He likes whiskey, lives on his own. Oh, what's the family? Mm. He's never in a relationship. And they just went, oh, why don't we give it to a woman? Mm. And it works equally as well, That's but it's brilliant. so the part that oh. would have normally been given to a man. Obsessed. Yeah, no, it's great. <laughs> I love, I love myself in the Mac and the Hat. Mm. <laughs> you could totally Ooh. use that magnifying glass as well. Yes, <laughs> right? yes. Finally a use. <laughs> I would like to be Olivia in Law and Order. Special Victims Unit. I love yes. her. Yes. Nicer outfits than Vera, you see, I think. I love her, though. She would wear jodhpurs whenever she felt like she it. She would, yeah. yes. <laughs> For no reason, yes. <laughs> Hannah, what would you do? Um, yeah, I don't know. Something in history, I think. I like history. So, I, I mean, I, basically, I'd like to be a student forever because I think that would be brilliant. Um, but, yeah, something... If I got to give like tours of old country houses or something pottering gardens make everyone do that right. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um no the more boring the better the drier more like fun feel like like that's what i want from a tour just dryness. that's what yes. i would be doing <laughs> perfectly dry facts i think that would be a lot of fun to do yeah i'll be a cowboy obviously which is my <laughs> but that involves time travel so that doesn't necessarily work do they not have cowboys anymore um yeah i think they actually have to work now they don't just get to strut around looking cool which would be the only part that i was particularly interested in it yeah go into a bar i actually went to deadwood the town of deadwood um a couple of years ago on holiday with my brother it's in south dakota and we got snowed in and because i'm a journalist we found this woman who was doing a vox pop and she was just desperate to talk to anyone for the local news who would answer the question about what it was like to be snowed into a town. And as a journalist, I felt a moral responsibility to, mm-hmm. to do it. So um, the entire town had power cut, and then uh, the lights came back on, and my brother and I were like, let's go to a pub. So we, like, trudged through the snow to this pub, and we get in there, and there was a TV on in the, the, the screen, and I was on it. <laughs> and I was like, this is the closest I will ever be to being a cowboy. I walked into a Wild West bar, and everyone went... <laughs> <laughs> and it was amazing. The upside of being a journalist. <laughs> and Catholic guilt. Double whammy. I'd be a cat wrangler. Is that a job? Yes. Yeah. Awesome. I just heard cats. It is a cat, a cat wrangler is a job because I nearly got fired from a job on TV <laughs> because of the cat wrangler. Mm. Because the cat, I, I was played, it was a very small part in a sitcom and I was the cat psychologist. <laughs> um... <laughs> And I'm not that, I've nothing against cats, but I don't have a cat, and I didn't know how to particularly hold a cat, and this cat needed wrangling, basically. <laughs> and it kept jumping off me, and I heard the director going, well, we'll have to get someone else, because she can't do it, because she, I can't hold the cat. And then, so I went to the cat wrangler, and she said, well, I didn't dope it, but I will then. And they, they dope them for, for doing things. Well, yeah. I don't know I'm down with that. 
Well, if you were a better cat wrangler, you would calm it, you see, and then give it to me. And the cat wasn't a good actor. It was meant to just be sitting there. Cats can't do it. It was all like... Because it, it could sense cats my fear. You know what cats are like? They can sense. And as soon as it came near me, it went... Oh, and it went mental and tried to get away from me. When you were a cat psychologist, were you just hoping all the cats were together going, well, I had mental problems, but then this wonderful woman... <laughs> <laughs> she just, just put me straight. <laughs> She was, she was that's, amazing. You, that's all my fantasy, just people going, and then there was this amazing woman. <laughs> she was wearing these jodhpurs. <laughs> you would be played by Sarah Lancashire when they made a film of your life, <laughs> wouldn't you? Um, if you could go out with a pint from any... With a pint. F- for a pint. <laughs> if you could go out with a pint, right, and while you were carrying that pint, you encountered a woman from history, who would you stop and talk to? From history? Yes. Don't start with me. Well, anyone can, like, (laughs) chip in when they fancy it. Any woman from history? Well, Well, it says all of us are going, oh, I'm so ignorant. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what history means. (laughs) (laughs) Who's in history? Who's in history? Well, or it could be be someone just about now that you've never met. Yes, woman. Woman. Could be like a pint. I think of women in history, but they're always very busy making sacrifices and working. You know, they they sound a bit dull. They've got a pint with. (laughs) Who would be fun to go out for a pint with? Who would be? You see, we're really stumped (laughs) now, aren't we? I'll I'll kickstart it. It's one I've said before. Mm. I'd go for a pint with Margaret Thatcher, and I would tip it over her head. That's a very short date, though, isn't it? Yeah. It's like all my dates. Yeah. <laughs> Waste of a good pint. Oh, yeah. history. History. Absolutely. A pint with a woman from history. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of uh, ones that are... This is all I can like, see is these words ahead of me. I can't, <laughs> I can't see any women in history. I can't. I'm just looking at the word, history. <laughs> And well, sometimes it might be too earnest for me. I don't know, because I don't know these women in history. I've, just, <laughs> I've read things about them. We don't them, know you know. anybody. Yeah, we don't know them. They were in history. So. <laughs> there is history. History. Or I think they're very, they were very busy women, weren't they? they oh, were. the I could imagine that if they you'd gone back in a time machine, they might us. stop yeah. and have a pint. It's <laughs> too busy. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you don't want to meet people from history That's or people thing. that you, you like. Think there's lots of you know. people you sort of admire yeah. from yeah. history. You know, you think, oh, you could choose a painter, you choose yeah. Vanessa Bell or someone, mm. and then you'd be stuck with them. Yeah. Well, I, I think I. How's it with painting? <laughs> Is that. <laughs> yeah, or they were good. What's yeah. the Bloomsbury set like? <laughs> you know, I don't know what you'd talk about. Yeah, they would go, well, what are you writing? I'd go, well, nothing. <laughs> I just, well, I just you can't really over. be in our set. I fall no. over yeah. mainly and do yeah. things. I'm going to say Carrie Fisher, just in the interest of moving, oh, yes. moving it along. Oh, she yeah, would be fun. Yeah. And she would have a drink. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, she, well, she would depend, have a drink. Sometimes she does, yeah. sometimes she didn't. Yeah. It? yeah. <laughs> so, I'd have to go, are you in your life where you're trying to be good and you're not having a drink phase? Because I'm not interested, Carrie. <laughs> no. Did she personally reject a drink offer? <laughs> Well, no, I think, well, wasn't that her thing? Like, you know, to which uh, carry are you meeting? That's what oh, she would say about okay. herself. Yeah. You know, sometimes she'd be very depressed and other times she'd be like fun carry. Oh, okay. Um, not on medication. That's what I want, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Jennifer's just gently rocking back and forth, okay. just going. Yeah. Should, we, should we move on to history. another less stressful no, question? No, I'm, I'm, I'm back in the 15th century now, but uh, <laughs> I've not come up with anyone yet. And um... I really enjoyed the Vikings as a series. So some of those shield oh, maidens, they look fun. Maybe. Yeah, if that's a Boudica. real thing. Boudica. Yeah. Thank you, an answer. Brilliant. Anyway. <laughs> So I do, I have a, an answer for, well, whatever, it's not an answer, it's just the first thing that I could think of. Um, she's not, well, she's still alive, but I would uh, have a drink with Angela Davis, um, yeah. just because, like, I, well, I'm interested in her, like, we share the same birthday, and so I was always just like, oh, I want to know more, you know, because obviously she's influenced a lot of things for black women in America, but just reading about some of the shit that she did, like, when she's in a courtroom, you know, and there's all these people with, like, assault rifles, and, like, she got herself off of a charge with like the federal government. It's just like, okay, so you clearly have all the answers for like our current predicament of just absolute global fuckery. Like yeah. just, you know, just I, I will buy you however many drinks it takes for you to like just give us the wisdom and we'll just print it really big, not on the side of a bus because that isn't, that isn't binding apparently, but like somewhere really big so that we can all just have it and like figure out how to be like as progressive as we need to now, you know? Yeah, that bus thing, right? <laughs> why did we all fall for it because i have seen five star reviews for shit films and buses and i'm not like mm, that's gonna be good it's like that's definitely gonna be a five star film my dad used to come back from blockbuster with the worst films ever and we used to be like oh jesus what is this and he'd be like you said it was good on the back like the, it says it's good on the back of all of them dad it doesn't say you hire out this piece of crap and yet he always did my favorite thing with movie posters is like completing the quote because like all of the quotes are just like, you know, absolutely riveting. But like you have no idea where that came from. It could have been the lighting design was absolutely riveting or it's like, you know, absolutely riveting how a horrible a slow mo train wreck this yeah. thing is or whatever, you know. But I love that there are always these like little tiny pull quotes that like when you put them in your head, you're yeah. like, that could have been any garbage about this bullshit mm -hmm. film. The first five minutes was absolutely riveting. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, my mate used to write reviews, film reviews for Smash Hits, and he considered himself quite hipster, quite a cool guy uh, with good taste. And they sent him to see Beethoven 2 about the big dog. Oh. And um, he fucking hated it. And he wrote this review, but he wrote the line, if you liked Beethoven, you'll love this. Like, like just on every billboard with his name underneath it. <laughs> Beethoven, the composer. No, the, <laughs> the original the big dog, dog movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you, the dog. If, yeah. If I you love death funny musicians, to, you'll like this. Yeah. To like, I think it's quite funny to do it about Beethoven, the composer. If you like Beethoven or even Mozart, this is the film for you. <laughs> <laughs> Go and see it, and then you'll see why I'm saying that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still thinking like about people in history <laughs> and then there's because often it's it is that thing so i was thinking and then it's your ignorance as well my ignorance because i'm going oh i really like that mm. woman whichever mitford writes all the books is it nancy, nancy. nancy. The, not, not, the not nazi one nancy yeah the one Nan love in yeah. a cold climate yeah, and all nancy. of those i absolutely love her books they make me laugh out loud out and loud she would be fun yes and i think she doesn't get the credit she deserves mm. as a writer her books are so they're so incisive about people, but they're hilarious. Mm. Mm. The woman who's called the bolter because she's always running yeah. away from her husband's hilarious. Love it. And I think she, but then I go, but maybe she's not like that because she's very busy writing it. And maybe the other sisters are actually the fun ones. 
No, they Nazi were the Nazis. Nazi. 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 No, I think she was the she fun She was one. probably fun. Come on. <laughs> she was fun. What is your worst habit? I'm going to start with you, Jennifer. Oh, just not getting anywhere fast. I think being late, procrastinating, not keeping... I had, like, even this evening, I had, a, I had a bath, and I had no idea what time I got out of the bath, but I know it was about 5.30, and I had to be here at 6, and I thought, oh, my God, I'm actually I'm going to be so late. And I do it all the time. But I got here on, on time. You did. Yeah, yeah. You, were, you were early. I know, which is, never happens. But that is my worst <laughs> habit, thinking that everywhere takes 10 minutes to get to. <laughs> and it was just luck that tonight it took 10 minutes to get yeah. here. But, yeah, being late. Excellent. Joe. Well, I'm very intolerant of lateness, is my thing. <laughs> I really am. I'm always early. Oh. And today, I tried to be late, and I actually was five minutes late, but I was actually outside, so I was here. <laughs> um, and I think there's really... I'm very, it, there's no reason to be late. You didn't leave early enough. I need, the people need to have a really good excuse to be late. <laughs> Me and my friend, we're both very punctual and we meet for a drink. Say we're going to meet at eight. We're both there like quarter past seven. <laughs> we're so early. But now we're competing about who is the earliest and it's ludicrous. So I've started to try to be late, but I am a bit intolerant of that. And then I was trying to think, oh, I must have bad habits. Um, what, uh, oh, I, um, I, I do uh, finish people's sentences. I know that. I jump in. I can't take slow talkers. <laughs> So uh, I do, I will jump in because I just can't stand it. I'm like, I know what you're going to say, uh, but you're not saying it fast enough or amusingly enough, so I'll, I'll take over. <laughs> and I know it's really rude and annoying, <laughs> and I try not to do it. I do try, but sometimes I go, oh, I can't, I can't, I've got to talk, got to talk. Right. <laughs> Desiree? Um... I wanted to be like, well, I'm really intolerant of intolerance. Um, but no, I'm, I think I'm uh, similar to Jennifer in that way of, of the sort of uh, late thing. But I think more than that, um, the procrastination thing that you mentioned is probably my worst habit. Like, I always think that there's, like, a reason to, like, comfort or console myself for, like, any reason. I'm like, oh, I have so much work to do. Like, I definitely need to have, like, a glass or four of wine first. And then I'll, like, totally be swished. That, like, I'm just really exceptional at lying to myself about, like, <laughs> what yeah, I'm going to be yeah. able to do or or how long it takes to get places or just, you know, what I'm... And it's like, I've been living in this body and this life for so long, I know, but I'm so great at just sort of, like, deluding myself and, like, flipping mm. the story and, like, suddenly, like, I definitely am going to, like, write those pages just after I masturbate. Like, that's when it's going <laughs> to You know, I'm just like, I'm just going to get one in and I'm going to be so energized and then I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> But I'm amazing at deluding myself. Is that why everyone's late? Because they're masturbating. <laughs> Joe, you're is that so why... missing out, Joe. Oh. Honestly, you're just that... what a fool I've been. That might be why. Yeah, that's what everyone's doing while you're on time. We're just yeah. ah. no wonder I'm uptight. So oh. great. It's, it's why you're so angry. Yeah. <laughs> everyone's turning up, having had a little fiddle, going, "Hey, Joe." <laughs> You're really good. Little sleepy. <laughs> That's why I never shake hands with anyone. <laughs> Hannah, what's your worst habit? Yeah, I've got several, I'd say. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not very good at going to bed. I'm not very good at getting up in the morning. Um, I hit snooze like an obnoxious amount of times. I'm pretty idle 
like that. I don't get up with a, way, it's this morning attitude. I get up with a, yeah, that face, basically. Um, yeah, so that I would say. But yeah, I'm pretty impatient as well. I get ready, come on, come on, come on, about things. Uh, I'm a picker, which is pretty disgusting. You're a what? Picker. If I've got like, picker, picker, yeah, oh, pick scouts, it yourself. Yeah, pick it myself. If you came close enough, I'd have a go. <laughs> oh, you would pick up me if I had a scab? Yeah, if you want. Oh, I'll Ooh. try and get one for you. Thanks. Yeah. Oh, Look thanks. at this juicy goodness right over here in my knuckle. Look at that. Oh, Just, oh. oh stop it. <laughs> I didn't have a fiddle before I came out, so you can... <laughs> <laughs> I'm tense. <laughs> You know, after a certain amount of time, you just gotta you just come on. But, but not meeting. Not till you wear a hole in your hand. <laughs> <laughs> also, Desiree, I want you to be a bit kinder to yourself. So you just, you know, I'll get one in. Come on, light a candle, have a bath. <laughs> There's like, a, there's like, you know, the time that you're doing it for pleasure, and sometimes you're like, this is work, you know, like, I've got things to do. <laughs> Your vigor is terrifying. <laughs> I don't actually use my hand. I have like, you know, expensive toys I plug into the wall for that, honestly. Plug it into the wall? Yeah, like a masonry yeah. drill? Oh, yeah, no. No. I, I, nope. I don't fuck around with batteries no more. Nope. <laughs> Straight in the mains, man. <laughs> Oh, you mean like the, that ad I see all the time, like for the Dyson or whatever it is, if they put on the wall and recharge. <laughs> they, it's a couple. They seem to enjoy it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Whose career do you look at and think, oh, I'd like some of that? Career? That yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer, so we're pointing at Jennifer Saunders. <laughs> oh, shut up. For the purposes of the podcast, they're pointing at me. Um, <laughs> Desiree? Um, I mean, seriously. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, seriously. Like, I do have to say, like, how important you what you've done has been. And I like, oh. I've just become more aware of your work, Joe. You're incredible, and uh, coming over here. And and to me, I feel like there have been so many. I, and I don't, it seems weird because I meet British people who are always like, oh, it must be so great in America and like all this stuff in the entertainment industry and whatnot, but it always seemed incredibly limiting to me. And when I look at uh, television and comedy and whatnot that comes from over here, it always feels a little bit freer, a little bit more just sort of, you know, I mean, I don't want to say intellectual, but like there are people who are trying out like really interesting, fun ideas and, you know, and just honoring different kinds of people in different ways so I always felt like there were all kinds of really amazing women who were doing cool funny things and still being you know like successful and respected and glamorous and all of those things but were also ridiculously funny and so I have to just say like how important that is to people who are just like well you know I want to be a funny person and I don't want to like give up being a woman for that because I think even in America still like you know you do have examples of incredibly funny women but you do also have a lot of women who are still rewarded for being funny and attractive because I know, you know, sort of non-conventionally attractive funny women who have been working forever not getting anywhere there uh, because it's kind of like, yeah, but it'd be cooler if you were blonde and we could put you on a late night chat show or something like that. So I feel like 
when I looked at female comedians here, like everybody, you know, could do a live program, could do a TV show, could do, you know, whatever their own creations, you know, what they wanted to make them. And yeah, I, I watched your show on, on BBC America for years and just thought like, you and Don were the fucking coolest people in the world. And like, I wanna, like, I wanna have a friend that I could make something with like that. Like, it was really important. It was one of the reasons I wanted to be here doing comedy, so thanks. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Joe? <laughs> uh, there's people, I mean, I always admire people. I really, really love uh, stand-up comedy. I love doing it, and I really like it. It's not a thing, because some people think it's a thing, and then you stop. And I, So I like people who work and keep working and producing things. And I, so I obviously admire uh, uh, Joan Rivers, because she didn't stop. Because why would you stop? I'll still, mm. I, you know... I would hope I would still always have things to say. And I think you have more to say the older you get. By the time I'm 80, God, life will be so shit, I'll have a lot to, <laughs> a lot to say. So I like people who keep going. And then there's other... There's just people... I mean, um, French and Saunas was a thing, and so was Victoria Wood, uh, of just going, oh, right, these are people are just hilarious, and it's a humour I really, really understand... And then there was other humor on TV that I was just going, I don't, I, don't, I don't know why anybody's laughing. And then that would happen. I'd go, oh, I'm so drunk. It's hilarious. Right? <laughs> there were other things I liked as well. Um, and then, uh, but then there was, uh, in America, there was um, uh, female, uh, Wanda Sykes was a yeah. comic that I saw because I thought, oh my God, her stuff is so intelligent. And it wasn't what people say is female comedy. Um, she's quite political, but really good jokes. And she wrote for like Chris Rock and loads of people and was so respected. And I saw her in clubs. I saw her at the cellar. And I saw her in clubs. And I was just like blown away about how great she was and how comfortable she was on stage. And that's where you go, oh, it's just good to see. Um, and, she, and see somebody be so respected by everybody in the business. And everybody mm, thinks yeah. she's amazing. And she is. Um, so there's people, yeah, there's always people like that who just go, oh, I admire their choices. And there's often something like musicians and people like Patti Smith I really admire mm. because she's just always, you know, paddled her own canoe, done her own thing and gone, well, now I would like to have some children and uh, so I'm not following your fucking shit anymore. And now I would like to, oh, maybe do a weird album. I think I'll do a weird yeah. album. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I like her so much, but I, there's a lot of stuff I can't listen to. I go, oh, I'm not quite musical enough for this, Patty, but I, I'm always with you, and I love you, and I love, you, I love your choices. I wish I knew more about music. But, you know, there's people that you just go, oh, you've just always been brilliant and carrying mm. on. It's the best thing. Yeah, I think it's not, it's not so much people's careers as mm. other people's brains that I'm yeah. jealous of, you know? There's, like, Ellen DeGeneres and, oh, and her... Yeah. Just her timing and the way she can make any line funny. There's people whose brains I'm jealous of. Harry Hill's brain I'm yeah. jealous uh -huh. of, you know. People who can be surreal. Lucille yeah. Ball's way of, well, falling over, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. just there's, there's things about other people that you, you get sort of, you think, oh, Steve Martin in his heyday, stand-up, yes. I mean, was just immense and so influential and everyone. You know, Steve Martin, Robin Williams, basically, sort of everybody was trying to copy them. Yeah, yeah and Steve Martin, because it looked like you could do it. I yes, think that was and the it thing. was so yeah. surreal, and it was so performed, and a bit of banjo in there, and then some more comedy. It mm. was just madness. And those sort of people, I, I just thought, were fabulous. Agreed. Mm. Mick? Uh, Miss Marple. 
<laughs> figure when this all ends, Hannah, you're involved in this. Yeah. We're going to wear tweed and solve crime. Mm. Yeah. It's going to be good. Yeah, I think so. Just from the safety of our own houses. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be great to set up a private detective agency, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah. You win. Do you have to have a qualification? No. <laughs> well, actually, when we, when we did one of these so. in conversations and Sarah Brown was at it, Sarah Brown said that she wanted to, and I think she said, you don't need anything, you can just start doing it. <gasps> but, I mean, obviously, you'd need to be good Spyware. at it. You'd need to be good at it, because then people wouldn't... And I think a lot of it's just trailing people's husbands to catch them having affairs yeah. and stuff, isn't so it? So I just need but... to follow people's husbands around, is yeah. what you're telling me? I can't see how that could go wrong. Pretty much, I think. <laughs> but, yeah, it would be a lot of fun. Mm. Hannah? Apart from, obviously, helping out in my detective agency. Um, yeah, um, as in people that I am. Um, yeah, well, I mean, it's difficult because there are people in different careers from, like, from you. But, yeah, when I did stand-up, I was always a, I was a big fan, or st- and still am a big fan of Jo Brand. I think she's... Yeah, she's um, nice. I think it's quite important for like me, as someone who really just would be quite happy to just wear like the sack that the potatoes came in, mm. um, to see a woman on television who... You know, just just looked like she just turned up in what she just what was clean, rather than she'd spent hours at like being pampered and and dressed. And she does a lot of really great writing. I think Getting On is probably one of the most underrated sitcoms this country's oh, ever brilliant. made. So um, yeah, I would say Joe Brand. Feels like everybody's got this sort of like when you see somebody doing exactly what the fuck they want and you like know that's what they're doing and they're doing it really well. You're like, oh, my God, you can just do that. Like, it's so exciting. You know, anyone who can. Yeah. Anyone who can do that. You just kind of immediately can sense it and you envy that. And you're like, I want to do what you're doing. Only I want it to be what I want to be doing. And yeah, I want to yeah. do that. The admiration for giving zero fucks about what's expected of you and yeah. just getting on with it. Mm. Yeah. I'm afraid we've got to wrap it up. But before we go... Boo. Did you just boo? Yeah, I heckled. Just on your own. <laughs> I heckled from the stage. <laughs> We're going to leave. But and I'm having a nice time. <laughs> um, does anyone have something to plug, Jennifer? Oh, I'm in a play. Yeah, go on. Until April the 7th, um, Lady Windermere's fan at the Vaudeville Theatre London. <laughs> um, and it, it's, it's, it's very, very funny. And... Um, Quite short, so um, <laughs> you won't get bored or thirsty. And we'll know that you're watching Vera in the interval. Yes. <laughs> Joe? Uh, I don't have anything to plug. I'm working, don't worry about me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, like, I'm not on tour or anything at the moment. I'll just, I'm just out and about doing things and, um, and doing gigs and stuff, but I don't think... I feel I should have something I could t- sell what you. What about uh, the I'm trying to get a book thing together, but I'm not famous enough, is what I've encountered so far. So uh, maybe if you could tell people I am, <laughs> then, uh, then I could get that organised better. Yeah. And where can people follow you on Twitter? Oh, I'm always on Twitter. I never <laughs> shut up. But, um, so you can mute me sometimes. So Joe underscore Caulfield. Desiree? Um, yeah, I mean, pretty similar. I'm just out there gigging. I guess I, uh, my, uh, my latest, my last hour at Desiree Birch, Unfuckable, uh, will be <laughs> touring. It's, it's all dirty and really fun. Uh, we'll be touring, uh, in like sort of like, uh, March, April, May kind of area. Um, so check that out if it's in a random town near you or it, it'll be in London in May at Soho Theatre. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm at Des the Ray on Twitter 
and uh, I'm I'm bad at social media, but when I use it, I'm awesome. Uh, I just like <laughs> I just forget about it for two weeks because I'm like I got a fucking life. Nobody's paying me for this shit, you know. And then I'm like, oh, but maybe they will one day. That's how the kids make their money, you know. Mm-hmm. Make it back. Anyway, <laughs> Hannah. Yeah, I'm also bad at social media. We do this thing where we encourage people to send us messages and then people send me messages and I go, oh, I don't know what to say back. (laughs) And I just put, yeah. (laughs) Sent it. So you can Uh, follow Hannah at That Dunleavy. At That Dunleavy, yeah. All that's left to say is thank you very much for joining us. Please join me in thanking our guests, Jennifer Saunders, Joe Caulfield, Desiree Birch, and your host, Hannah and me. You've been listening to Standard Issue in Conversation with Desiree Birch, Joe Caulfield, Jennifer Saunders, Hannah Dunleavy and me, Mickey Noonan, recorded live at London's Leicester Square Theatre. Theme music and stings were composed and recorded by Barry Hilton, all rights reserved. Thanks to Maddie Hickish for all tech things, to Jen for organising the event, to all at the Leicester Square Theatre and to Desiree, Joe and Jennifer. All of our podcasts are available on iTunes and ACAS. Thanks for listening. Stay frosty.